Welcome to the Fisher's Second Ward Podcast. This is a podcast to help members of the Fisher's Second Ward of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints get to know their neighbors in the ward. The ideas and thoughts that we share aren't necessarily a reflection of the official doctrines of the church. We just hope to strengthen our friendships and our faith by sharing our stories. Thanks for listening, and let me introduce you to a member of the ward. And this time, it's a member uh, of the ward who is um, Hanson Blake. <laughs> Welcome. Hanson Blake, Welcome to the podcast. Good morning. Thanks for um, agreeing. <laughs> of course. See what happens when you get to be in the Elders Corn Presidency, and this is how I got David Lowe on. Yeah, you get cornered. <laughs> so, welcome. Let's uh, let's chat. Let's learn, learn, learn a little bit about you. What? Uh, first of all, how long have you been in the ward? Uh, we moved in December of 2020, so... So you... Almost three years now. Yeah, right. Uh, a little bit before the pandemic, or right, was right, it the pandemic? right in the middle of the in pandemic. The of so we didn't go to church. I think for three, four months after we moved in. Nice. Um, and then it was like once every third week or something like that. For right, because they had the word split up. Yeah. So we eventually got to know everybody, and <laughs> eventually. Uh, Learned how amazing the Fisher's second ward is. It's a fun ward. I love yeah. the ward. So let's start with um, basics, early stuff. Um, where'd you grow up? Tell us about the young Hanson Blake. Uh, so I grew up in a suburb of, of Dallas, Texas. Okay. I am one of eight kids. Nice. Where'd you fit? I'm the second youngest. Okay. So there's four boys, four girls. So are you super spoiled? Um, I'm not as spoiled <laughs> as number eight. Uh, okay. let's, uh, <laughs> That's fair. But, um, yes, I am very blessed. In the, that's, I guess that's a good diplomatic way of saying yeah, it. Yeah. So <laughs> my, my older siblings would probably be griping of my, <laughs> my blessings, but, yes. you know. I'm the uh, oldest, so yeah, I yeah, yeah, I'll vouch for that part. Um, you know, I we we played lots of sports. We did. We were big into scouting back okay. when that was a thing. What sports did you play? Uh, but we loved basketball growing <laughs> up. Uh, that was kind of my parents put in a basketball court in our backyard, and fun. So that was our. Our pastime. Um, so is that home? Is that Texas? Do you consider that home? Uh, yeah. Yeah, my parents, um, I guess they they just left for a mission, okay. but they're technically still in, in my childhood home. Um, nice. And so still feels like home, but also at the same time, Indiana's starting to feel more and more like home as well. So nice. So in school, what were some of the things that you were interested in? Did you do you did basketball? Did you do other? So things? I, I actually certain? didn't play basketball in high school. Okay, I had elbow surgeries um, all throughout high school, so that kept me out of the sports world competitively. Okay, but um, I did academic decathlon uh-huh. in high school. Which feels and is very nerdy. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, 
Um, but it was great. It, the class was all year long, but the competition was in December or January. So okay. the second half of the year was just a free period, basically. What was your expertise? So, math. Okay. And so, you know, just math and history and... For some reason, numbers just make sense, and okay. the dates make sense. And well, that's good. So. I got the, the numbers make sense to me, but the dates yeah. just don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So high school. Um, did the academic stuff, and then... Then just kind of cruised along, trying to think, you know. By that time, it was just me and my younger sister at home, so okay. it was a little... Members of the church your whole life? Yep. Okay. Members of the church my whole life. Um, I pretty much always had a sibling on a mission. Okay. It felt like, at least. Yeah. Whether or not that was <laughs> accurate or not, but... Makes sense. Um, so did that put a lot of pressure on you to serve a mission, or did you, was that something you had already always just decided, I this is where I want to... I basically just always decided. Okay. I do think, though, that my older siblings did set the example mm-hmm. and you know that that did weigh heavily on me making that decision sure. early on and being able to to also then just have that exposure to what missionary work and life is like and right so so where'd you serve i served in washington kennewick mission okay so i used to live in kennewick get out See, that's one of the things about this podcast. It's just super fun for me that I find connections that I didn't yeah. know existed. So when did you serve? It would be so. It would be funny if, if we were there at the same time. So I served in 2016. That's when I left. Holy cow, you're young. 2016? Yeah. Oh, my goodness, Noah. We were here. Yeah, yeah, I figured. <laughs> so but. I don't remember what year we were there. I graduated college in 93. So, so what we moved there right what now. were you doing in the tri cities I was selling knives i was I worked for vet vector, which sells Cutco cutlery. I was the branch okay. manager, opened up an office there and um we lived in Kennewick, and my office was in Richmond, and then I moved it maybe still in Richmond. I don't remember yeah, <laughs> that was a lot of years ago, but yeah, so we lived there for we just lived there for um a little bit beyond a summer from like springtime until October oh, when cool. we moved here. But fun city. Did you know the, um, we'll play this game. This is the right. Latter-day Saint game. Right, yeah. play. Um, did you know the McCain's? Doesn't ring a bell. Because okay, there's not a whole lot of members of the church in Kennewick. There's enough that you have there, at least time seminary and you have a temple. I was about to say, if, if you have a seminary building by your high school, <laughs> that's when you know uh, it is... Yes. So how was that, doing release time seminary instead of early morning like the uh, like what we've got in Fishers? Um, I mean, I, I did early morning okay. seminary, so I really liked it. So uh, you're one of the, like, you've had yeah. the, the yeah. experience, like the pioneers. That... Oh, yeah. I... <laughs> well, that's good. But I I thoroughly enjoyed seminary. I thought it was one of the best experiences ever to just be able to be in the scriptures and okay. yeah. learn it. Because so, I'm, so now I'm confused. I'm not confused. I get it. I'm just sleep deprived because I'm thinking that you were in Kennewick for high school, but no. No. I, no, of course not. But 
Just uh, my other religious your, training. The other, yeah. <laughs> the mission. So, yeah. Um, the um, Back to Kennewick. My sister-in-law. Um, no, my sister. My brother-in-law is from Kennewick. Oh, yeah. That's the McCain's. That's cool. So, Yeah, I uh, I actually only served four months on my mission and then came home with mono and AFib. Well, that's super fun. So, yeah. So how's that, getting mono and – because that just wears you out, doesn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I couldn't stand, basically. Wow. Um, so, and then my heart, I – for some some reason, I had AFib, which, mm-hmm. you know, only people – mainly a condition that only people 60 and older get that somehow a 19-year-old got. Wow. Um, so that, that on top of mono, just, you know, standing up, I yeah. couldn't, couldn't hack it. <laughs> so how – what was your recovery for, from that? Was it a long recovery? Was it something that so, obviously that's not, not something that the mission so conducive for? Yeah, so I came home in May, and then basically it, I I couldn't really do anything the rest of the year. Basically, wow. Just I think my record was like twenty two hours straight of sleeping, recovering. And, and yeah, I. And, <laughs> That sounds so, really good right now. Yeah, you know, there there's pros, but after a couple months of doing that, it's yeah, it's hard. So, obviously, with the health concern, there's um, it's it's hard to to be able to to serve a mission. What kind of of uh, support did you feel, or uh, what was your experience coming home after just a, a short? stint in Kennewick? Um, you know, I think my, my family and my home ward supported me the best that they knew how. Right. I think in a lot of ways I created my own stories and my own ideas of how people would portray me or think of me that I then put on other people that right. wasn't fair and I think that's natural. Yeah. That's normal. I, it's, I and you know, I, as the more life experience that I've gotten, I think that is very normal that yeah. everybody does. But Absolutely. Uh nice to be able to see that in, in myself and recognize, okay, that's that's not very fair and right. able to kinda snap out of it and recognize that Yeah. That's not it's yeah, it's easy to assume yeah what you're gonna get, and then regardless of what you get, you see what you assumed you were gonna get yeah, and so so that makes it makes it tough. But uh, so it took several months. It sounds like for you to get back to full health. Mm-hmm. So it took you know se- seven-ish months uh, to be well enough to go back to BYU. Okay, went to school and. During that semester, I still wasn't a hundred percent. I pretty much never saw my roommate because I was asleep before he got back, and I was asleep <laughs> when he be- left. And yeah, when he left in the morning. So, wow. um, but 
he but yeah so like help the relationship if yeah you, you know it, it was fine we uh we moved on but um so we went went back up to BYU and kind of started living my life again up in up in Provo cool. so and what'd you study I studied accounting okay makes sense with the numbers yeah so got I you know one of those where I took the basic level accounting class uh-huh. just to kind of explore what was out there um that's kind of what I did my freshman year was just take generals and then I took basic level accounting or biology or mm-hmm. you know just you know different subjects that maybe I saw a career in and right accounting I liked it enough to take the next class and the next class and it just kind of snowballed from there um <laughs> so uh you know I don't think anybody really has a passion for accounting but <laughs> Some people must, it's, but they must. But I, I haven't really met them. So okay, that's good. Um, it's good. Well, I don't know if it's good that you've not met them. But <laughs> so, accounting. You graduated with a degree in accounting, and then um, did you stay in that field, or did you yep. find something adjacent? Nope. So I'm still in accounting. Okay. I work. For a firm, it's over by the temple. Okay, and we do all the audits and tax work for affordable housing complexes. Cool. So making sure they remain compliant and right. get their tax credits to make it beneficial for the owners and developers. So, That's, I would imagine that there's a, a need for that because, yeah, it's a very rapidly growing industry, and there, there's only. You know, there's only more and more need and more and more tax credits out there that right. uh, the government's letting out. So, yeah, my dad's an accountant, or he was an accountant, and he said that the best thing that ever happened was the um, the Tax Simplification Act, yeah, <laughs> which made it so much more complex that people need accountants yep. to figure out the tax code. Yeah, there's certainly a a certain level of job security with it. So. Yeah. I appreciate that. So, at some point, you got married. I'm assuming mm-hmm. you're living with somebody that. <laughs> at some point, it happened. Okay, good. So, how did you and your wife meet? So we met in the dorms. Okay. at BYU freshman one those, year. One of those stories as well. One of those stories. Yep. So we met in the first couple of weeks of classes. And, okay. Um, you guys in the same ward. Mm-hmm. Same okay. ward. Um, started dating before our missions. And then we both served missions. Okay. Came back and... Did you guys serve at the same time or was it... So that was the plan. I came home and then she left a couple months after. Okay. Or I left, or I came home. So um, I think originally we would have gotten home around the same time, but... Okay. Um, so you were recovering and she came home and... Yeah. If it, and yeah, I was sleeping for the eighteen months she was gone. So, <laughs> um, so and then got married pretty quick after she got home. Okay, how long? Uh, I think she got home June or July, and we got yeah. married December. Okay, so you got 
five months. Yeah. Something like that. That's not bad. So, enough it's to a good solid Latter day Saint story. Yeah, exactly. So we wanted to check as many cliche boxes as we could. Of course. That's so. that's what we do. So where'd you get where'd you get married? Got married in Vegas. Okay. So very nice. And is that where she's from? Yeah. Okay. She's from Las Vegas and you know, it's a beautiful temple down there. It is a beautiful temple down there. It, it was a lot of fun. So so nice. So married and then graduated after you got married? Yeah. So okay. graduated, uh, I think, 18 months after okay. or so. Um, we had our oldest, Scarlet, while still in school in Provo. Okay. And then... That is a whole new adventure. Yeah, that... That throws a wrinkle on everybody's plans. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but also wouldn't wouldn't change a thing. So cool. Um, and then a couple months after Scarlett was born, COVID hit. While we were still at BYU. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, we Cassie and I were grocery shopping at Walmart, and we got the email while checking out that classes were canceled. And wow. To shelter in place, essentially, yeah. and just so um, totally changed everything. Yeah, about life. I, yeah, it was wild of just seeing what what a college town would be like as a ghost town, essentially. So, what was that like? Um, I mean, the first, I mean, at that point, COVID really wasn't in Utah. I don't think Utah even had a case, maybe okay. one or two, but. Um, you know, there's just, so, I mean, people were still socializing and still hanging out and being together because it wasn't a threat yet. Right. Um, so, but then also classes were just all online and all on Zoom and professors really didn't even know how to do it. Kind yeah. of, and totally different so. um, skill set needed, mm-hmm. new approaches, and yeah, the, that sort of thing. So the, that's interesting. All the tests and quizzes were online. And wow! So, so you had um, online classes. Did you graduate? Was it a, a, like a, a virtual graduation, or did you? How was that? Yeah, I'm t- it was a virtual. Almost a virtual presentation, I okay. guess I'd say, more than a graduation. <laughs> a, a slideshow of everybody's pictures <laughs> that graduated. Nice. Um, so, um, that, no, no walking into the Marriott Center or anything like that. So, but, yeah, you know, that's, no one else had a graduation like that. So. That's true. That's true. And then, so we were in Provo uh, for a couple months, or for probably about a month, and then we moved into Cassidy's parents and kind of... Down in Vegas? Yep, down in Vegas, and that's kind of where we quarantined for the nine months. Did you have work down there, or were you... um... So I had... I had an accounting internship lined up that summer for in Dallas that 
once COVID hit, they were like, we don't really know what we're going to do. Right. Turned out to be like a two-week seminar, almost. A two-week virtual experience, I think is how they phrased it. That was just... And that was your internship? That was my internship. It was very soft skills, very, Hmm. you know... Really didn't give me that much experience, um, but and then afterwards they went into a hiring freeze. And did you was a retar- so. was a, an internship required for graduation, or was that something that you had already? No. Okay. So thankfully, I I graduated in April, so I had that internship that summer. Okay, that would have hopefully led into full time, but hiring freezes. Yeah. There was a lot of uncertainty at the time. Yes. And companies don't hire a whole lot when there's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. But play it safe and ride the storm. Yeah. So Vegas, to did you move from Vegas to Fishers or was there a stop in between? Mm-hmm. That is, that's the jump from okay. quarantine into Fishers. So. Quarantining to Fishers. So we, I have a sister uh, that lives out here in Indy. So once my job kind of fell through, kind of put it out to my family of like, keep a ear to the ground if you hear something. And anybody who needs accounting. Yeah. So my my sister and brother in law were able to get me connected to a few companies out here. Nice. And this is a sister who lives in Crossroads? Yeah, okay. in the Crossroads Ward. So Fantastic ward. Yeah. A great they, ward. They love it. They they have a lot of fun down there and so That's cool. So so when did you start that that job? So This is the one over by the temple. Yeah, so I started that January twenty twenty one. Okay, so you've been there a couple of years. Yeah. Cool. And was it virtual or was it uh, in person or a hybrid? Um, it was virtual for the first probably year. Okay, I'd say. So how is that taking a new job and is virtual? Um, it was very convenient in the sense that I didn't know any different. As right. kind of my my first job post college. Um, yeah, so that was helpful, but then seeing the new hires that my company has now and they're in person and thinking, oh, that is significantly easier than how I had to do it. Um, so, but we made it through it where it was fun to just, you know, I had no commute to no. Yeah, that's kind of nice. You know, you, you just got to look at the positives of, yeah, it all stinks, but there's a couple of silver linings in there that right. you can kind of latch on to and, and like about. So are you um, 100% in person or are you? Oh, yeah. Okay. 100% in person. I have the option to be remote whenever I want to be. So okay. we. That's kind of nice. We take va- lots of vacations where we're just gone for a month because I can work a week or two and nice virtually and you know let 
let the grandparents spoil the grandkids sure. for a couple extra weeks. That's, so. what they, that's what they're there for. Exactly. That's. So her parents, are they still in Vegas? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fun. So fatherhood, how has that affected your life? How has that changed your uh, life experience? Um, I mean, I, I love it. It's mm-hmm. great. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> First and foremost, let me get that out there. Right. <laughs> um, but, I mean, honestly, it it's great. You know, there's always the frustrating moments of sure. crying all around you, but mm. at the same time gives you the perspective you need and kind of the the will to work a little bit harder every day. So, um, I, you know, I like to think of myself as an above average pa- parent and father. Maybe Good. I'm, I'm definitely not the best, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I really like it. We have two two girls now and another girl on the way very nice so you're way outnumbered yeah whether whether <laughs> i like it or not it, it's happening so that's right well i do know that you um maybe <laughs> maybe this is what tips you in the the positive um better parent side is i i do know that you feed your uh Daughter chocolate cake after uh, bedtime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Ken comes over, knocks on our door at 8.30 at night. And I don't know if it was that late, but... 8 o'clock at night, maybe even 7.30. Yeah. We'll go <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but my oldest is up just kind of watching, you know, already in pajamas, already getting ready for bed, and Ken knocks on the door and is like, hey, I got chocolate cake for you guys. And <laughs> Happy birthday. Scarlett went, grabbed a fork, and... Yes. Chow that thing down before uh, she went to bed. My so. favorite was the the bite from the center. Yes, always from the center. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great. So yeah, um, so what? Are, so when you're not working, what are some of the things that that occupy your time? Um, fatherhood. <laughs> okay, that that That's certainly good. keeps me busy. What um, do you guys like to do as a family? Lots of parks, lots of lots of games. Um, our oldest has gotten into card games. Okay. Now, so it's been a lot of fun, kind of teaching her the strategy of go fish, and you know the right. actually, you know, starting to get it. Um, but as a whole, I mean, that's a big thing Cassidy and I like to do is play games, and yeah. Um. So. But yeah, I I'm a big sports fan. Okay, what are your teams? Um, mainly the Dallas sports teams. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, but. I'm a big hockey fan. So really? the Dallas Stars. No, no Indianapolis team has really won my fanhood over since okay. we moved here. No, and that's fair. I don't think the playoffs have come to Indianapolis since. I'm not a sports so, guy, so I couldn't even tell yeah, you. Yeah, maybe the Pacers this year, but okay. we'll see. Um, but yeah. So, I, do, you, do you like playing, watching both, neither? Mainly watching. Either, but, okay. Um, but, you know, I'm never, 
I never say no to playing it. Okay. So, but mainly watching and what games you like to play? Basketball. Or? Basketball mainly. Yeah. Okay. Never. Never really been that good at anything else. Okay. So. Seems basketball's been the most achievable sport for okay. me. <laughs> so well, that's good. And then um, you're wearing a BYU sweatshirt, so yep. I've, are you a BYU? Are you a true blue fan or are you a fair weather fan? I because I like had a to, rough season. This I year. know rough season, but I like to claim I'm a true blue okay. fan. Um, I can accept not that. as diehard as other people, but you know I. I don't know. I I place my sports time probably more into hockey than just okay. BYU. So. Did you ever play, or is it mostly watching? Just watching. Okay. Never. So what is it that uh, that draws you to hockey over other sports? Um, you know, I don't really know. The Stars weren't even that good when I was a teenager. They they kind of had a playoff drought. They they broke it, I think, my junior or senior year. So that was kind of exciting to, you know, their first yeah. semi-good team in the last 10 years. But um, it was also just a different sports team. My my other siblings really liked baseball or basketball or and, you know, really liked the Rangers or the Mavericks down in Dallas. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was... Is also just a different team that, you know, kind of give myself some individuality sure. and a family of eight. Um, yeah, that could and, be. And you know, not not to say that they're not also Stars fans, but you know, not their main cup of tea, so right. to speak. So that's cool. I've I've seen a couple of hockey games, and it's entertaining, and I'm. I don't know all the rules really well, but I can fake it. Yeah, it, it's a it's a great sport. It is a hard sport to get into of random rules and mm-hmm. one once you're able to ha- kind of have the skill of following the puck and right. figuring out where that is. And the fights, so, you got to yeah, get excited about the everybody fight, right? likes the fights and the big <laughs> hits and you know, you get the the fun of football with the big hits but the speed of basketball and right the up and down so and the score of soccer so right. you know <laughs> a little bit of everything. yeah just a little bit of everything yeah. so well that's cool so when you are spending time with your family traveling do you mostly travel to visit family or do you have destinations that you like um adventures that you have gone on um so growing so now we we mainly travel to see family. Okay. Uh, that's kind of where we've gone um, the last couple of years, um, and it's yeah, it's been nice. We've been, without kids in school, just mm-hmm. you know, traveling in the not Anytime. in the summer, not right. in Christmas break, you know. So kind of utilize that for at least a couple more years um yeah because then that changes everything yeah once they get into school our world well it changes a lot (laughs) yeah a lot of things some sometimes i don't care that my kids are in school we're just still gonna do things yeah um but growing up we went on road trips every summer Mm -hmm. across all of 
America and Canada. So, so what's your fav- your favorite road trip that you've been on? Ooh, you know, we did a trip from. Uh, so we went th- actually through Indianapolis to Toronto, and it kind of hit Ottawa, um, Quebec City, mm-hmm. and then went all the way over to like Prince Edward Island in Canada, and then like came down through Boston. Um, That's a substantial trip. Yeah, it, it's a lot of driving, but yeah. um, you know, there's there's a lot of cool places here in. America and Canada that, you know, kind of places where, you know, kind of hole-in-the-wall places that you wouldn't think to stop. But if you stop and if you're with your family and the right people, you'll have a blast wherever you are. Absolutely. You know, lots of fun memories and and times with, with them that, you know, you can have fun in random places. That's true. And there are, uh, there are a lot of really interesting random places that some of my favorite trips have been as we're driving and we see something that seems interesting. Those brown signs that have the, the um, historical markers or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember one, <laughs> one trip where we saw a sign that, saying that we could see the world's largest golf tee. Well, you got to oh, see that. Over in uh, yeah. Casey, Illinois. Yeah. yeah. And the wind chimes and the rocking chair and the mailbox. And yeah, like, exactly. They've got all sorts of things there. In the, in yeah, if you're driving in and out of Indy, <laughs> that, that's the stop. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> what else can we see? So, yeah. yeah. So that's, that makes it fun. Um, so here's my question. This is one that, that may, um, you may have something that comes to mind instantly. You may have to think about it. But... We're curious. We want to know. What are a couple events that have shaped who you are? Hmm. Well, so two events come to mind. The first is Marion Cassidy. Okay. That has definitely shaped who I am right. for the better. So talk, talk a little bit about that. How did you – I'm just – it's interesting as I've talked to several people on the podcast and then uh, not just on the podcast, but, but um, how, did you, how did you know that this is the, this is the one that you want? Um. You know, when I first met Cassidy and, you know, just getting to know her more and more and then even writing each other from, you know, long distance while she was on her mission. And back in the, the days when you actually wrote. Exactly. Back <laughs> back before smartphones for missionaries. And, oh, wow. Um, old, old. Yeah, she... Um, she couldn't wear pants on her mission. That's how, <laughs> that's how, how old she is. Yeah. Wow. So, um, but you know, just getting to know her more and more and realizing that our goals, our life goals are intertwined mm-hmm. and that like, not only do we have very similar or the same goals, but like oh she she'd be able to 
helped me and pushed me to achieve not only the goals as a husband and wife, but as a family and just be able to push me to do my goals that I have individually. Right. Um, so that, that's definitely something that, you know, really clicked in my head of like, okay, that's something that I, that, that decision can be so life changing. Um, in fact, I think I heard it was Boyd K. Packer who said the most important decision you can make is marry the right person in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. So that absolutely makes sense. Yeah. So um, she's she's definitely changed uh, my life. Um, another kind of life event that's, uh, I would probably say, coming home from my mission early. Um, I dealt with a lot of mental health Mm -hmm. in that time, um, which, you know, thankfully, you know, isn't a huge challenge for me today. But, you know, if I didn't have that experience, then I wouldn't know how how to help people uh, with that today. And so uh, being able to uh, have that life experience. And, you know, I, growing up, I, I wanted to serve a mission. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go out with the elders in our ward weekly. Um, you know, I pretty much my entire junior and senior year, I'd go out every Wednesday night with them cool. and, you know, really just got the taste of what it was like from knocking doors to Mm -hmm. teaching to probably more goofing off than um, (laughs) a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, being just classic elders. Right. um, But, you know, I, I wanted to be a missionary and I love missionary work. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, I got three months of it and then, Hung up the name badge. Uh, And um, so that's made me who I am today. Um, And, you know, there's a time in my life where I would have said for the the worse. Um, But I'd say now for the better. Yeah. It's interesting to me that a lot of times the things that shape us are things that we, at least at the time, thought were negative. That were bad experiences that were um, maybe taking us down a path that we didn't want to go, but they turned us into who we are. Right. So that's um, interesting that you bring that up. You've got Marion Cassidy, which is, I would think, is on the the the, uh, more positive side, and then this uh, experience going home early, especially with the stigma that that there has been in the past with people mm-hmm. leaving their missions early. Um, that's got to be a difficult, uh, a more a challenging part of. Definitely. So, all right. A um, couple last questions. What else does the Fisher Second Ward need to know about the Blake family? Mm. Um, you know, we just... 
we love having fun. We love playing games. We love laughing. Um, we, well, at least I think I'm the funniest person in the ward. <laughs> Cassidy humbles me. Well, that's good. Um, I, I don't know who the funniest person in the ward is, but I'll, you know, sure. yeah, could be. I, I, we have lots of funny people in the ward, <laughs> but you know, every, yeah, every great comedian needs to at least think they're the funniest. Absolutely. So, um, you know, but at the same time, we, um, you know, we want to get to know everybody, and we come. If you don't know us, come say hi. We're we're the one with the little girl with glasses that right. running around screaming. So <laughs> that's um, so great. But what? Um, Okay, so right now you're calling, and callings are not identities, but right now your calling is? I'm in the Elders Quorum Presidency. So um, um, what has that, what kind of experience has that been for you? Um, you know, I, I have enjoyed this calling. It's been a very challenging calling, I'd say, for me. Um, I'm definitely more introverted by nature and so you know during the first i mean still now even you mm-hmm. know whenever someone walks into a sacrament meeting that i don't know i just lean over to cassidy it's like okay who's that who's that <laughs> right. who's that and she knows everybody she uh has a knack and talent for it that you know i don't <laughs> um you know i i like to say that people either remember faces or remember names and mm-hmm. i remember neither so <laughs> <laughs> um but you know we uh so it's been very good to kind of get me out of my shell a little bit and get to know people and help people and and love people and good. um so we've got a good presidency I, it's all uh silas Frankly. Silas Brian's fantastic. Brian is fantastic. So, so. you're all right too. So yeah, I'll, I, I'll let you have that. One. They they left me up. So hi. <laughs> well, that's good. And is it Braden who's the, the secretary? Yeah, that's okay. correct. Braden Kennard, who's also amazing. So he's all right. So <laughs> we'll get him on the podcast one of these days. Oh yeah. So it, it would just be you two shooting the breeze. For, <laughs> that's what we do. That's know, what we're doing right now. Exactly. So. Um, last thing is, um, just share something about your testimony that has been meaningful to you. Um, you know, I, over the last couple of years, especially as I've kind of reviewed my own testimony, um, and then also just hearing other people's testimonies and sacrament meeting and on this podcast even mm-hmm. and especially uh kind of hearing Cassidy's testimony of like everybody's testimony everybody has kind of grasped onto a different aspect of the gospel mm-hmm. that they feel at home with that they really love and um and so and obviously, it's all centered around Jesus Christ and right. the atonement of Jesus Christ. 
Um, but for me, like I, I love church history mm-hmm. and, you know, seeing everything that Joseph Smith had to go through from his Palmyra days into Kirtland and the Nauvoo, uh, and, you know, even Brigham Young moving out West. Like I, I love church history and to me it just proves even more that, you know, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is Jesus Christ's church on the earth today. Um, you know, I, I try my best to study all aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting of, you know, talking to Cassidy especially, but to other people of where, you know, they're, uh, you know, to me in my naive brain, at least growing up, it was like everybody's testimony is based off of this because that's that was my experience. Right. Of but, you know, Cassidy's much more based on her relationship with Jesus Christ and the restoration and is more a, a means to to have that relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. And just, you know, kind of talking and hearing people's stories of well, what is your testimony founded on and 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 talking to people it's it's really powerful to see to see that um yeah see how what what means the most to them mm-hmm. and how it kind of fits together yeah and you know everybody has a, a different piece to the puzzle right. maybe very similar pieces but put them all together and That's you get cool. christ so Nice. I like that. Well, very good. Well, anything else you want to add? Uh, you know, I don't think so. Thank you for doing this. You're welcome. It's... I have a great time doing this because I get to know people in different ways than I would have otherwise, I think. Well, it's been a blast learning about the ward and learning about, I mean, learning about you especially. One of these days, someone will have to interview you. And uh... <laughs> I was thinking, so a couple of options. Number one. So, first of all, Marcine says she'll never come on the podcast. <laughs> so, I was thinking maybe one of these days I'll just do a kind of a pseudo inter- interview. I'll ask questions and answer the way that I think she would. And then we'll just see how that goes. And then the other thing is I was thinking kind of along the same lines. Maybe I'll just do a monologue. Let me just tell you my life story. But I don't know that that would be interesting. But I, anyway. I would listen to it. If, <laughs> if uh, you know, you need, you need the push. You have at least one... Uh, one lesson on the podcast. <laughs> I talked to uh, to Jeff French at one point, and we just haven't coordinated anything because he has he's got a podcast that he's done. And I said, uh, Jeff, maybe you should come in and interview me. And yeah, so maybe we'll put we'll put something together. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll do that. Yeah, I'd, come up with one of those. <laughs> we'd love to learn more about Ken Williams and the Williams so, family. Yeah, um, yeah. All right, I'll uh, I'll put myself on the list as okay, well. Okay, perfect. We'll figure something out. So, well, thanks for coming over. Thanks for spending a little bit of time. Thanks for um, sharing a little bit about yourself, your family, and your story. And um, like I said, I love it. I I don't know. And I say this uh, with all the kindness that I have. <laughs> I don't care how many people listen. I'm having a great time. I told the bishop, doesn't matter to me if nobody else listens. I'm learning a lot of, about people in the ward, and I, and I love it. So I'm going to continue doing it. You're right. And that's that's powerful of just having, you know. It feels a very public uh, avenue, but also very 
personal and one-on-one. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, showing just showing Christ's love wherever so, you can. I'm going to put a link in the show notes so anybody who wants to um, set up time that you, if you want to just be part of the, if you want to be one of the cool kids on the podcast, <laughs> I'll just put a link in there. You can, it'll link to my schedule and we can get on, uh, uh, set up some time and, and chat. And it's, it's this easy. Mm-hmm. Um, Hanson, maybe <laughs> will tell you, I don't know that we're just having a conversation. We're just sitting here chatting. We just have microphones in front of us. So I would love to learn more about you. And I think some of the members of the word would, as well. And I'm not talking to you, Hanson. I'm talking to everybody else. No. Both of you that are listening. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so again, thanks for coming over and um, we'll, we'll do this again sometime soon. Thanks for listening and uh, reach out if you're ready to do this yourself. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fisher Second Ward podcast. Please share it with members of the ward or others who you think might be interested or might be enriched and blessed by listening to our stories. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.